hello everyone so today we have anil with us and uh, he is going to tell us a little bit about his organization and himself and about the lovely work that they have been doing uh, so in this conversation we mostly talk about their social strategy and the communication and the challenges that they have faced as a community so uh, here please introduce yourself Uh, hello my name is Anil I'm from Hyderabad I'm a gender non-conforming person I'm a polyamorous person I'm a pet parent and uh, I'm one of the founder and vice president of Mobera Foundation So um a brief history of Mobera Foundation uh, it has started with a flash mob uh, wherein we performed at a historical place uh, called as Usmania University uh showcasing about how different sexualities and genders we have and that uh seeing the huge support from the community and outside the community uh we thought we should take it further and uh, that's how we formed the whatsapp group and then started our events and registered our organization under telangana society acts in 2017 and uh, that's how we started a lot of events and it's been 8 plus years right now we have been working uh, tremendously uh, with 80 plus volunteers uh, uh with from across the country who have been uh, you know delivering their content posters creators handling social media uh, organizing events a uh, lot of other such activities within the foundation too so that we can keep a healthy environment at the same time work together for the betterment of the community right and anil also goes on to talk about the three different chapters and so on so thank yes. thank you for talking to us and thank you so much yeah and uh, having such a lovely and long conversation no problem you're welcome yeah bye Bye. Bye. Had lot of uh, bring uh, you know bring uh, I would say uh sessions which usually motivates uh, us also with um, individually and also to the group of people because it is very hard for a group of people to every weekend uh, saturday or sunday to meet practice and then perform at multiple spaces it is really difficult that to from the communities which are living in closet and it is an at a open space so we have to motivate people we have to tell them about their uh, well being that their privacy is not being uh, will not be uh, you know uh, will be taken care of if any pictures will be posted in the media that will be taken care uh, the consent of the individual whoever will be posted in the media or published in any article will be taken consent uh, before posting these kind of assurances were given to uh, every individual and we have given assurances to ourselves that we have to take, we have to do something and we have i'm sure we have done such a uh, great flash mob that we have got a lot of support from the usmania university and from a lot of people who were uh, around usmania university and then we never looked back right another question um, you said that there are three chapters uh, one hmm. you know one for the artists to provide a sort of safe space for queer artists and a benefaction hmm. club and then guftugu so uh, hmm. when i mean how did this decision come about dividing it into say three chapters and you know looking at three fronts of you know 
making a making hyderabad more inclusive Hmm. So first one is uh, create uh, giving space for people uh, who are artists who wants to perform, and in the same time we also do a lot of sensitization sessions right. at colleges, corporates, universities, etc., uh, etc. Et so uh, we thought art is a language which everyone understands. You don't need to learn a specific language to understand an art. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing through an art, if you're sending a message through an art, it would be an easy task for us to uh, uh, you know indulge it. And also we have a brief history in uh, if you see our indian history also uh, and, uh, there are a lot of people who sing and give a message to people and motivate people from folk art yeah you. folk arts yeah. uh, even in telangana they have um, uh, pot it's called as pot rajavata something uh, similar uh, very uh, old uh, uh, you know art forms in villages or towns mm-hmm. which our ancestors followed so we thought uh, any kind of art irrespective of it is an indian art or a western art any kind of art which uh, you know uh, prints uh, a stamp on people's mindset how not how not to treat a person and how to be more inclusive and that's how our first chapter came into the picture and second chapter is um, i think it's out of uh, coming out of our comfort zone and meeting people who are underprivileged Uh, we are also underprivileged we were not given proper rights and if you see other kind of the society there are also people who are if you see old age people they are left without their families and their, you know they need a lot of love uh, at their end of the, the life uh, journey right so we thought we will listen to them listen to their stories and make make them understand how normal it is to live the way we are and how normal it is to live the way they are living and if you see orphanages uh, they don't have families and most of the lgbtqs community also 90% of trans women in even if it comes with like gay lesbian most of them are abandoned by their own families so um bringing these both onto a single platform probably developing that um kind of family uh, structure family tree wherein we share we eat together we smile we celebrate together something like that so probably that came into the picture with benefaction club and the third one i think hashtag me to moment has given us a lot of um, you know motivation to bring out stories that we have only um, indian media or even if you see western media they've only told about uh, uh, women facing atrocities against sexual assaults physical uh, assaults etc but no one noticed how gay men or lesbian women or in fact trans women trans men how uh, how they face uh, 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 these kind of sexual assaults from childhood and uh, no one gave space for us to talk no one gave space for us to share no one acknowledged our existence or the trauma we face in fact so we thought we should uh, bring out these stories so that people will uh, at least un- acknowledge that not only cis heterosexual women but also uh, the cis hetero cis homosexual men cis homosexual women and trans women trans men non binary people also go through these kind of atrocities So, the, I mean you said when you go reach out to you know old age homes you do a sort of survey I mean hmm. technical thing but could you tell us a little bit about the entry so uh, we initially go uh, get in touch with the uh, administration over there example a supervisor who is uh, handling the 
uh, you know uh, the old age home or an orphanage so we uh, do a little uh, we connect with them multiple times of knowing what their basic needs are um uh, example some some people need groceries some people need uh, printer an orphanage which is uh, run by government uh, they also are part of government school and they have uh, they have everything groceries they are getting every month uh, clothes they are getting from other ngos and all that so they need printer so we have taken that and we have uh, you know i want to gift but we have provided them the printer at the same time we have provided food for them on that day special food like uh something similar to biryani or chicken or some non-veg or whatever they like in fact and uh some uh, those kind of service before we visit and then go back to them with all the requirements of what we can it's not like whatever they require we won't be able to sometimes we won't be able to because we are an unfunded organization so we collect funds from our own pockets from our volunteers and some are well wishers who are who are trustworthy to us uh so we collect uh, certain funds and we see where how we can help them example if an orphanage or religion tells us we need these kind of items at least and items out of which we will see on our capability what all we can include excluding the food and then food includes uh, once we visit the orphanage that's how we plan it right right also a little bit of um, you know contradiction that i see in terms of say the gustago thing i mean uh, when we i mean obviously there is so much taboo around you know men sharing stories of sexual harassment or even harassment at the workplace say hmm. Uh, but then there are also these men's rights groups which are you know connected to very rightwing sort of ideas and then these men's rights uh, groups have this thing where they are like not all men not all women so how do you you know uh, sort of balance between these two I don't know I mean I'm not a person uh, I'm being a feminist I'm, I'm not a person who supports only men's rights uh, again it's a uh uh if we talk about only men's rights organizations uh first they need to understand it that men is a spectrum not a single term yeah out of which yeah. they have cis hetero men cis uh, homo men and non binary people in gender fluid sometimes they might identify themselves as men or women not trans person so uh, are they addressing all those concerns or are they addressing only cis heterosexual men is also something which we need to question them uh, yeah. so um, every right is important what i would say is no one is about to anyone uh, no gender is about to any gender it's just that we need to acknowledge that women uh have been facing lot of things since decades from uh if their husband was uh, if their husband died they used to burn the uh, wife also from that period to um sticking the woman uh to kitchen and telling the telling her uh, or them to uh just take care of uh, the kitchen or the home to today we see few women who are independently working uh in private organizations are becoming entrepreneurs but this is not enough mm-hmm. the more women come into the picture then i'm sure a lot of inclusivity will increase however 
uh, uh, we are forgetting that apart from men and women there are other genders who are still marginalized who are still uh, closeted who are still not given any opportunities out of which trans women and trans men uh, so uh, i forgot to mention uh, we are talking about men's rights we also need to talk about um, trans men because trans, then of the trans men are also men and no one talks about them a lot of people even doesn't know trans men existence yeah so uh, men rights groups also should acknowledge and um, question themselves if they are also addressing the concerns of uh, the spectrum of people involved in the men's group so yeah i mean it's an observation that you see that most men's rights groups technically only associate themselves with cis hetero men right yeah yeah, yeah. so moving on another uh, question I noticed that uh, you have a lot of people not only from you know like one certain class or one certain area only it feels like it's very spread out so the community mm-hmm. channels are very varied so mm-hmm. what what went into sort of making this choice what are the reasons all right so um because we consider that we never see or ask anyone's caste religion or uh, neither race or the region where they belong to uh because um lot of people who have been facing lot of issues are being scattered in this country and uh, uh if we see we have people from delhi if we see we people have from mumbai bangalore kolkata too apart from telangana and andhra pradesh okay. so uh, we come from different different fields and different different areas where we can we have different different ideas and if you're bringing all of them onto a single platform that is a lot of brainstorming happening that this is what we need this is what we don't need or this is something which we can uh, implement or this is how we can work so probably we'll take all the feedback or all the ideas so to uh, you know uh, see where we can if you see our content writers we have different content writers from different states they put their efforts in writing content which um, you know empath empathizes at the same time um acknowledge the fact it's not just that uh, something came in the newspaper and we are writing it but it's also telling that we voice out or give support to whatever things are happening or if some rape uh, um, as to the warning if there if there is any rape happened uh, um uh, if we cover the same thing as a, a newspaper that that doesn't make any sense what is the point of us as a foundation or as an uh, as a community which is working for marginalized communities also plays an important role yeah. that sends out a high uh, you know uh, voice uh, that sends out a hard voice to the people who are in the uh, government sector so probably uh, bringing out different ideas ideologies of multiple uh, people across the country probably is helping us to grow so that is the reason we chose people uh, across the country not restricting our voice towards only hyderabad or telangana yeah i like the i like the fact that you said that when you're trying to bring so many people under the umbrella i mean there are many ways of connecting people together and if you just portray things the same way media does there's no point right it's a good point yeah yeah, yeah. correct also the an- another question then i mean so when you're planning a communication strategy how many say people are involved i know you're the vice president but then like, could you tell us a little bit about the structure say you were going to talk about it right uh you mean organization structure or how are you needed 
I mean, my question is related to the communication strategy. So, say, okay, have okay. to devise one. How many people mm-hmm. would be involved involved in that? Okay. So, uh, the organization structure, or I would say hierarchy, is something like this: like founder, president, founder, vice president, and we have uh, a team called planning and strategy. Right. And then we have multiple departments in the foundation. Right. One is event management, which organizes events. Mm-hmm. One is social media, which handles all the social media platforms like Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, etc., and website. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have another department for creative, uh, which is called as creators, which actually makes posters, videos, memes, uh, some so something related to creative work. And we have content team, like I said, uh, a lot of people are there who write content for us uh, on different different topics. Choosing example, um, something happened uh, in any part of the world or a country, they choose the topic and they write and they uh, they bring out a different voice. At the same time, they also uh, interview people from the core community to tell their coming out stories or their real life stories or their experiences as a core entrepreneur, etc., etc. Something like this. And uh, we have another department called as VAR, which is working for sensitization. Example: We have to do sensitization. sensitization sessions at some university or college we visit them we talk about gender equality we talk about differences between sex gender sexuality etc etc uh, so these are the uh, we have another department called as admin work so that is being maintained uh, within the foundation about who is that volunteer where is he come where is he or she or they are coming from and uh, what are they up to in which department they are working in multiple if the multiple departments how many departments and we have multiple projects within the foundation So we's involved in projects. All these things are taken care by admin. So we have certain departments. Every department has one or two team heads who will be dealing with the volunteers. So it is like this: key president, vice president, planning and strategy team, and then team heads, and then volunteers. So any communication, team heads will be taken care, of and all the feedbacks will be going to admin team. And then uh, we have planning and strategy who will be planning and uh, giving out uh, what we can do, what can, what we can't do, and then. we have president and vice president right so it mostly if you have to look at the like the smallest or the unit which actually is reaching the ground it has to be the volunteer right volunteer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um, would you say your communication strategy is participatory because you con- you constantly talk about feedback so what sort of feedback yes. yeah tell us a little bit about that So uh, it's very important that we create a healthy environment within the foundation because when we when there are a lot of people, I'm sure problems will definitely arise, mm-hmm. and we need to even understand what the volunteers are up to and what is their feedback. If we have done every quarterly, we do a meeting uh, and we release uh, forms to understand. uh feedback of uh, volunteers what uh, what are their new ideas and if they have any feedback for their team heads because they report volunteer will directly report to team head and if they have any issues with their team head or if they want to convey anything so that form will be given to admin but admin will not be reveal uh, reading it but it will be forwarded to uh planning and strategy and then it will be getting back to president or vice president who will be if there is any escalation then those uh, we will be handling it so we will hear the voice with um um i would say with lot of privacy that uh, if if i escal- if i am being a volunteer and i'm escalating on my team that means my team would not be knowing about it that i have escalated that's how it works right 
so um say if you have to like start with a new campaign uh, how would you like come up with the idea um we usually see uh, example recently we have done a event called uh, batkama Batkama uh, yes. event, uh, which is actually yeah, Telangana festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the first time which we have done because we heard uh, we heard uh, the voice of the people outside the foundation too. That not every time it's the protest, not every time it's the cultural event, but sometimes we also need to um, uh, give a um, uh, shout out to the local festivals. If you see other state people, they're celebrating the queer, uh, festivals in the queer uh, uh, way. So we thought, why can't uh, in Telangana usually women play uh, batkama? So we thought, why can't um, why can't men? Uh, I mean, anyone and everyone. Why can't anyone and everyone play batkama? So that's how we thought, and we usually uh, create poster and form for the registration, and then we publish it ahead. Uh, we we sh- we not only share in our social media platforms, but as an individual, we have certain groups of people whom we know from within the community or outside the. community where if i example i work with amazon so i share it in my my friend circle and some other person will share in their friend circle apart from sharing it within the community and that too we also share it in uh, our social media platform so we have a good amount of uh, you know uh, reach for the community ground level community and people who are uh, part uh, who have been working for the community since long time so that's how we socialize with about our events So from what you're saying, it seems like there are multiple modes of channels operating. One is like a private-owned circle, and another is the larger one that you might use social media for, right? Yes. Yeah. So basically, when when you thought about the festivals, you said that okay, let's try and do a queer representation, a more diverse representation of what these festivals mean. So yes. I mean, after you did this Batukama thing, what did people say? What was what was their response towards that? Um, I would say personally, I felt very emotional because I've seen women playing it. I'm very excited. I would love to play, but I never got this chance. But mm-hmm. uh, though I'm an organizer, uh, I uh, I felt very emotional and touched because uh, that is my own state festival, my look, my festival, and I've never been part of it. And today I'm being part of it. I'm playing it. I'm enjoying it. And a lot of people actually felt so good. I mean, uh, after so long, I mean, we never had once uh, such one. And uh when we are playing within our community like people were wearing sarees people were wearing lehengas or example i mean whatever they want to no, there is no restriction on your dress there is no restriction on what you want to do um uh, keeping uh, every uh, religious thing uh, uh you know uh, in mind not disrespecting any culture or religion uh, uh even we had uh, christians muslims Uh, uh coming and playing with us uh in this square but so it felt emotional and and that was a splendid experience we had mm, that seems lovely yeah. uh just a question ending i mean and also hmm. uh, i'll the concluding question for me would be because you've come so far what are the challenges that you know you face not only as an individual but also say as an organization that has to reach out to people where you know that you are going to you know face a lot of stigma and abuse and you have to break those barriers of communication right 
and hmm. then you also have to strategize your communication have to reach out to more people so this hmm. a little bit in detail about the challenges that you faced as an individual level what i usually face is one thing i uh, this is something social service which we do for social development however for my bread and butter i work as i work in different uh, company wherein i have to manage everything and if i have to take any leaves that's how i have to explain them and not every person will understand this not not, not every person thinks that social development or social work is important for them 9 to 6 job spending time with family that's it uh we can uh, they sometimes go out or sometimes may not but for us it for me it is not like that every day is a multiple task day for me that i work for uh, a company which where i earn my money i work for social development i have to take care of my family i have to take care of my home i have to cook i have to uh, take care of my daughter a lot of things lot of challenges comes in in a personal level and another personal level challenges if i am being dressed up example i am a gender non conforming person and i choose to dress up in whatever way i like to or whatever my body wants to but i'm not very open to my neighborhood and i i live in a rented house and that's how it is it is very difficult for me to express myself in the neighborhood or to just up i mean if there is an event at 4 o'clock and have to start at 3 o'clock i have to go to the venue and then change my dress and then uh, dress up myself but i can't dress up the way i want to from my home this is another personal level challenge yeah. but as an organizational level challenges there are huge one such is funds because we are non profitable organization and we don't receive a lot of funds at all uh, you you already know 21st century everything runs with money mm-hmm. if you have to book a venue if you have to give some snacks or if you want to buy something example in badkama we have to buy some flowers and fruits sweets something similar to these we need funds so that's also like uh, that's also a major challenge which we always face um another one is um lot of people still feel that they're criminals yeah lot of people don't think don't know don't realize or don't acknowledge the fact that section 377 is gone lot of people think that oh if i am coming out as a gay i will be arrested there is still a stigma around within the community and um, um, the, uh, through which lot of people don't come out but how the representation falls off and within the community there is a lot of uh uh you know a phobia towards uh being a gay i might not like bisexuals or being a lesbian i might not like trans women or being a trans woman i might not like gender non conforming people for so and so reasons so the community though it is together but has a divisive politics within which separates us to stand together to fight a battle against male patriarchal uh, uh society so that's a major challenge where we always step back like what to do what not to do because we are not together uh, in person or in reality but we are together as a community so this is also a major challenge right right i mean yeah you can't fight a large battle against the whole system when you're so fragmented Correct. the fragmentation is also represent you know yeah multitude within the unit also yes. also so i'll end the interview i'll stop recording 
but then uh, I just I did a mistake I did not record the intro so I'll call can I call you up again and could you like talk to me only 2 minutes about the organization like introduce yourself and the organization thing again if so sure, I can do this right now yeah yeah right now I'll just hang up and I'll oh. call you up again so that's it.